Welcome to the Once Upon an Island podcast. I am your host, Wesley. And of course, I am joined by my lovely co-host, Mary. And I'm joined by my winner analysis co-host, who is lovely in her own way, (laughs) Rebecca. And today, all three of us are talking about the final five of Survivor 45 and who's going to win, who's going to lose. Is this a runaway for one person? Rebecca, Mary and I have talked endlessly. And by endlessly, I mean like for over an hour about the episode on Wednesday. So tell me, (laughs) what did you think about what you saw? Yeah, um, I think that I think that at this point in the game, there is a pretty clear winner. Um, You know, once Emily got booted, I think it was kind of all over for for most people. Um, And yeah, I I don't know. I have a lot of thoughts about this most recent episode and I'm excited to kind of get into it. But overall, I'm just really enjoying the season. Oh, and before I forget, we will have chapter markers as we go through the final five. The ranking all of the new era seasons, we're going to answer some of your all's questions you gave us here on YouTube, and we're going to talk about the Trader season two, which is going to be featuring Parvati and Sandra, which is massive. So, oh, yeah, I am so excited to see the two of them go head to head. Rebecca, was there anything from the episode in regards to Drew? Because we're not going to Drew tonight. Is there anything in regards to Mm -hmm. Drew you want to talk about? Um... Yeah, not not a ton. I think that um, the writing was kind of on the wall for a while for Drew, so I wasn't too shocked to see him go. Um, but I mean, it was a very respectable vote, a very respectable way to leave the game. You know, he was uh, definitely a big contributor to this season and stuff. So um, yeah, I was excited that he got you know a good episode as his final episode. But uh, yeah, I wasn't too shocked to see him go. Would you say that it was a good episode uh, for him to go? I don't know. I'm just curious, like, what you meant by that. Because for me, it felt like really kind of not dunking on him, but he was so, like, Mm -hmm. emotional. And he didn't say goodbye to anyone. He seemed really, like, down about everything. Yeah, yeah. I guess I just mean in the sense that, like, it was a good move to get him out. Like, there was a lot of, like, that was a big move in the game like just kind of looking at the season as a whole um you know it wasn't like he wasn't an early vote he wasn't you know whatever it and and I think it was really telling just the way that um the vote was sort of orchestrated to get him out Mm -hmm. I think it was I don't know he's up against some really great players this season so yeah I think it was a good move that is true and you're right it, it definitely was no one stood a chance at the immunity challenge though when D no. and her big toes <laughs> had a foot challenge. Yep. If there's a foot she immunities. She did not move. It's true. If we have foot immunities in the next week, well, in the finale, D's going to uh-huh. win. She's going to win all the yeah. challenges if they're foot challenges. <laughs> She's got big toe advantage. That genetic advantage is huge, apparently. You know, when they put that scene in, when they put that scene in earlier this season, I was like, I don't know it kind of I don't know if I should say weirded out but it was definitely like oh okay they're just trying to make the most of these 90 minute episodes I did mm-hmm. not expect it to be such a plot point this season <laughs> but yeah it was, it's been a huge advantage for her and as I said to you yesterday Rebecca and I said this to Mary if Austin proposes he has to propose with a toe ring now <laughs> that was genuinely 
I was not lying. When you texted me that, I laughed out loud. That was so funny. <laughs> I only text that to you because I said it to Mary and she laughed. And I was like, oh, it's good. Okay. So I sent it to you. <laughs> yeah. Yep. yep. <laughs> Mary's my barometer. If she even chuckles, That's I'm like, oh, you know this is actually a, a good joke. a good bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. Well, let's go alphabetically through these players. Uh, that, of course, starts us off with Austin, who, despite the advantage or the ch- threat, it seems like he should be. He has no votes against him. Mm-hmm. He did play his idol last night to no avail. It didn't really matter. And he has 57 confessionals uh, tied for the most out of the remaining cast. And he had six last night, though. I don't know how many of his confessionals have now become about D. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Rebecca, what do you think about Austin? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it does. It feels like a lot of his story right now is sort of tied up in D, like you mentioned. Um, I thought it was interesting. He got a sob story last night, um, mm-hmm. which, you know, I, I don't know, because I don't think he had had one prior to that in this season, if I recall. Um, but yeah, I like you said, you know, he seems like a really good player. He's had a lot of power in the game. Um, he's had a lot of just been in a good position, I guess, for most of the game. Um but yeah, he's, he definitely seems to be in D's shadow right now. So um, I, I think he's a great player. I'd be kind of surprised if he wins at this point. Um, but I mean, I, I do have him ranked at number two. Um, honestly, like my number one is the person I think is going to win and everyone else is kind mm-hmm. of tied for last. <laughs> but we could be getting um, Gabler, Rebecca. We could be getting Gabler. And, and we, we totally said this before could. 43. We said this during 43. Yep. We were like, nope, Gabler can't win. Well, <laughs> There's Rebecca, no way. We can't be- <laughs> We both look like idiots, all right? Listen, if <laughs> Katura wins this season. <laughs> okay. But yeah, no. So, I mean, I do have him at number two. I I would be very, like, happy with him as the winner of Survivor. I think he's a great player. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I think I, I don't know that I see him as the main character at the moment. Mary, tell Rebecca why he's your number one. He is not my number one at all. Um, no, Austin for me is number three. I think that mm-hmm. I agree with a lot of the things you're saying, Rebecca. I think we've all kind of seen his journey so far, and it's been a good one. I mean, you, you can't say that he has played a bad Survivor game. Um, I think, obviously, we, we all know that his biggest mistake was to trust D a little bit too much, too soon, mm-hmm. too early, whatever, and, and talk about Julie, because if he hadn't have done that, obviously, Drew would probably still be here. His, his game would be different. So, I mean, but, like, you can't fault the guy. He has a great uh, alliance. He made, you know, alliance members day one that have stuck with him throughout this whole game. He was great in the challenges. He's pretty good at this strategy, you know, and he's, I think the thing I like most about Austin, and we've talked about it a lot, is just he's so calm about things. And so when he doesn't mm-hmm. get stressed out about the game, and that can really throw you off if you get too paranoid or in your head about what's going on. Um, and And true, he's had pretty good luck so far I don't think he's ever really needed to get too paranoid but I don't think he would you know even if somebody was gunning for him he'd be like oh okay you know that's survivor that's cool let's figure it out so that's one reason I do like him and that he is kind of farther up on the list for me um well farther up on the list there's only five people now but um (laughs) anyways I guess like if he made it to the end I could see that he has a slight chance just based on his game so far he's been in the majority he's voted correctly he's care like people likable I can't say he's charismatic but he's definitely likable and so he could charm people at the end I think but that's only if he's sitting next to Jake and Katura probably like I don't Mm -hmm. see him being beating 
really anyone else. Maybe Julian Katura, maybe. Um, but yeah, he's definitely not going to beat D. And, and I really don't even know if he would beat Jake, but we can talk about that when we get to those players. But yeah, he's like a fairly good player, in my opinion. And he's been, I don't, I don't want to say boring to watch, but just like his game so far has been just, just chill, you know? Mm-hmm. Those are my thoughts on Austin. Here's the thing. Here's why you're both crazy. The slander <laughs> against Austin is too much. Now, mind you, Mary, where'd you have him ranked again? Slander. He's my number slander. two and Mary's number three. How is that yeah. slander? Yeah. Yeah. Well, let me come in here. You ready? Okay. Here's okay. how Austin wins the game because there's so much negativity. Here's how Austin wins. D goes out at five because Jake idles her out. Then at final four, Austin wins fire and knocks out Julie. Austin against Jake and Katura. Austin wins. Sure. Austin against Julie and Katura. I think Austin wins. Mm-hmm. I don't care about this whole mama threat. I don't buy it. I don't buy the mama threat. Also, Julie's secret scene's been. I'm sorry. Julie's sob story was a secret scene. But I mean, how can we not feel emotionally attached to Austin? Let's remember his emotional story. He was a kid who had acne and then he grew up and became hot. That is relatable, I think, to all of us. Now, by the way, Rebecca, yesterday I did ask Mary, is Austin hot? And I have to ask you, is he hot? Mm. You know, um, I don't know that I would say, I, I, I don't know, like, I guess, maybe, I, I don't know. He's not your type. Yes, maybe he's, I guess not my type. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. I was a little baffled when he said uh, that D is so much hotter than him. So I'm just like imagining if I'm Austin, <laughs> how it, I think he'll forgive D when D's like after she wins the million dollar. I mean, I'll, anyways, if D wins and then she yeah. asks him out, he's like, wins. wow, uh-huh. a rich, hotter woman asked me. It's, it's over. <laughs> yeah, Austin's he's not going to hold anything against her. No, no, no. Even though yeah. she totally burned him last night. Where yeah, you, she did. You, yeah. You keep building Austin up or whatever. But you haven't told us where you ranked him at. Three. Yeah. <laughs> oh okay See, okay the that slander. makes sense because this whole time i thought you were gonna rank him number one because here's my thing is like i agree with you i think austin could win against jake julie and katura any combination of the three but it's like d. he can't it's win against d yeah like he just can't and i think d could win against anyone so yeah if the next challenge they've done this before do you remember that uh challenge where it's like build up a stack of blocks and then pull put the um the flag in between them and you do the whole challenge with your feet i'm mm-hmm. surprised that hasn't been in this oh, yeah. season <laughs> yeah that'd be too much of an advantage no that's the watch that be the final five immunity and oh look at big toe d coming in here like no one stands a chance oh, but man. yeah austin i think austin beats everyone here i i don't i'm not saying he clean sweeps the jury or anything i think he has a really good chance of beating everybody except for d but it's like mm-hmm. at this moment him and julie are unwilling to vote off d so d has to go out on something mm-hmm. wild like Jake yeah. playing his idol and getting her out next week. But does Jake yeah. even want to do that? You know, that's like well, Austin's best chance is a move that doesn't even involve him doing anything. And given the way that Jake has been portrayed this season so far, I don't see him making that kind of move this late in the game. Um, the whole season he talks about making a move and then he finally yeah, does it and it's just the D but move. But it's like we've seen consistently like every time he's tried to make a move and I, I guess maybe we're jumping ahead a little bit but like it just never goes his way and I just feel like mm-hmm. I, I don't know I would be shocked if he did something like that and it worked and I don't know yeah maybe hey we've been shocked before okay all of us we, even Mary didn't think Gabler's gonna win going into the That's true. finale of 43 I don't think yeah. anyone really did 
Yeah, it was no, so funny, that was though. crazy. I'm just like, I'm trying to give every time we go through these players, as we sit, sit here and say, D's got this thing in the bag. I'm mm-hmm. trying to present, okay, here's the Gabler. Here's the ga- Here's mm-hmm. how this person could be Gabler. I don't think Austin's Gabler in the sense, like I wouldn't be blown away if Austin's in the final three and he won if D wasn't there. But if Austin was sitting next to D and he won, I'd be blown away. Yeah. Yeah, I think we'd all be blown yeah. away if D's at the end and then somehow somebody else in that final three won. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, Austin for me is number three for Mary number three and for Rebecca number two the slander all right our next player is I forgot what order we're going in D D. alphabetical big toad D obviously yes alphabetical he has 52 confessionals though I gotta say 20 of those have come in the past two episodes they've really been Mm -hmm. ramping up on D here 52 confessionals Uh, she has one vote against her which was, by the way, during the Sean quit. So at the mm-hmm. moment, she cannot have a perfect game if she clean sweeps the jury because of Sean. Another reason to not like Sean, besides the fact <laughs> that he quit as a school principal. So, uh, Mary, tell me what you think about, I almost said Sean, about D. <laughs> well, D is my number one. I think that she is a great player. I mean, she made the right decision this week by not telling Austin that Drew was her target. And, you know, whether you agree about the before sticking together or not, which they probably should have for, you know, till the final four, I think that would have made them look a little bit more loyal and likable, but whatever. Um, Taking that aside, she made the right decision. She didn't go with her heart and her emotions. She went with logic and just this whole game. She's been pretty much always making the right decisions. I mean, she's been in the, Power Alliance three before, so she had that going for her. But whenever it came down to it, you know, the person that usually D wanted out would would be the one that goes home. She's able to manipulate the game in her favor. Um, but also, she's really good at challenges, you know, as we've discussed with her big toe. Uh, and she's likable. I mean, I, I don't think there's ever really been a time... Her name has come up a couple of times, but it's usually like... Austin or D because they're the one running the Reba four, but it never really happens. Like, like you said, even Jake with his idol talk about using his idol, um, you know, not just to save himself, but to make a play in the game. Like he didn't bring up D's name. And I think he's even said at camp one time, you know, I really want to move forward with D and Katura. I think he said that this week. I'm not sure. I don't remember, but uh, no, I'm you're just right. saying I like, remember this. she's just so likable and funny and people are just like, yeah, D, you know, she's amazing. So, again, like, no one else has a shot against her, I don't think. Is she, like, the most fun winner? Not exactly, in my opinion. I think she's, she really lucked out with her alliance, and her alliance carried her far, although she always kind of steered the alliance in the right direction, because we've seen several four-person alliances crumble. Like, this isn't new to have a four-person alliance, and... This one made it really far in the game and controlled the game pretty pretty well after the merge. So, And I think D is a lot of the reason for that, is what I'm saying. So she's a good player. In my opinion, maybe a slightly boring player. Not boring, but just like, I guess it's because we expect it. And, mm-hmm. and I don't always like to expect or know exactly what's going to happen. So like it's to me, it's just so obvious she's going to win. I'm kind of hoping she doesn't so that something surprises me. And you ranked her where again? number one rebecca please correct her (laughs) 
Um, well, my correction is that I also have D ranked number one, and I agree yes. with pretty much everything you said there. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think so. I do see what you're saying, Mary, about D being kind of a, I guess, predictable winner in some ways. But at the same time, I think that it's been really fun to like watch her. Uh, be smart about the way that she plays and I think Mm -hmm. the show has like kind of gone out of its way to show us like in this episode where she didn't tell Austin um, you know about the whole thing with Julie um, and we saw or sorry she didn't tell Austin about the whole thing with Drew and you know Austin had just told her in the last episode so we see Austin make a mistake and then Dee is set up in a position where she could very easily make the same mistake but she doesn't she Mm -hmm. makes the the right move for her game rather than emotional Um, I think we've also seen well and and also with the Emily thing where she you know opened her mouth as soon as she told everyone about the Bruce vote I was like oh that she just shot herself in the foot like that's her game right there and Mm -hmm. we see um you know D kept her mouth shut about last tribal and like was able to act her way out of that um Mm -hmm. so yeah I think it's been really cool just to see all the times that like and I, I think that's also potentially why Emily was built up so much where, you know, she, we were seeing her game and like seeing all the moves that she made. And then we see her her fatal mistake with Bruce and then we see Dean not make that mistake. So I think that's been really cool to just see how um, how I guess like smart, but also just how committed she is to playing a good game, because like it does get hard. Like they've been talking about, you know, the stage in the game, your emotions are a factor. And obviously she's very close with Austin. So that was really hard to like blindside him and stuff. But um, it was the right move from a game perspective. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, she's my number one. I would be very surprised at this point if she doesn't win. Um, But like like we said, I've, I've been wrong before. So. We'll see. This is not the correction I was looking for. Some things that okay. have not been mentioned uh, in the pro D category for some reason that you guys are in. Number one, her sob story was back in episode five along with Jake's. Mm-hmm. So they didn't just do it in the last episode at the last minute like they did with Austin. It was way early, establishing her way early. It almost felt like the fact that she made it a few episodes past that. It's like, okay, D's going far because and at that point. Only her and Jake had got one episode five. Nobody else got one to mm-hmm. like episode whenever Kendra got it when she was like reminiscing over how her dad loves beer, which was like what episode seven or eight. Yeah. I, I think it was like episode the eight. Auction. The auction episode. Yeah. Yep. Uh, also in the intro package, the uh, theme song. D's name's the only ones at the top out of all 18 people. Oh, yeah. I, I know. I almost forgot about, about it. But mm-hmm. well, it's be, because it was like it's because as we said, if like. Katura's name was at the top. We wouldn't sit here and be like, well, that means Katura's the winner. It's mm-hmm. almost like an add-on, not like, uh, ooh, here it is. You know, this is the this is the hint. Though I guess it kind of is if we thought about it from week one. But here we are deep in the game. We're not going to take that that serious. But it is there. I mean, so if that if she is the winner, it's like, okay, it was there the whole time in a fun way. They won't do that for 46, I bet. But what everyone is not considering is that if D goes to the end with Julian Austin, I think D has a harder time of winning. I think Drew votes for Austin and D needs, I think she needs Austin and Julie on the jury to vote for her. I don't think she has like some clean, sweet victory. if She sits next to Austin and Julie at the end, especially with the way people have talked about Julie. Emily already said, I'm voting for Julie. If Julie goes to the end, you know, and we know Drew's voting for Austin. So 
we have what six more votes on the jury and i don't know which way they're all going to vote if she sits next to julian and uh austin at the end well yeah okay okay oh, correct me rebecca and mary <laughs> i mean go rebecca go first i guess okay yeah um i mean i think that i think that d would do a better job in final tribal if she was up against austin and julie i see her making a better pitch for her game um so i i don't know i i could see it going i guess either way but i even with that grouping i would be shocked if d didn't win oh no d should still win i'm just saying her her toughest competition i think would be these two people that she should put on the jury because they're guaranteed votes for her yes like austin and, then, and julia I mean, that does make sense for, for sure yeah but even even if she doesn't do that i still think she wins hmm do you think at that point it's like a six to one to one vote emily votes for julie drew votes yeah, for austin and D gets because the even six. i don't know even though emily said that i mean that was i don't know that was a little while ago and like i i don't know it was like two days could, ago for her well i know but that was that's a little while i don't know <laughs> hey, <laughs> she's had time to sleep on it <laughs> yeah maybe like just an emotional reaction at the yeah because she said it right as she was leaving or you know exactly. she said it, sorry when she was voting and then Right, exactly. So, mm-hmm. so I think yeah. like like that you sleep on it, you think about it, you listen to the final tribal. I was all I was going to do was or say was kind of walk through who's on the jury right now. Okay. I really mm-hmm. think that Emily probably would vote for D, especially if D is eloquent in the final tribal mm-hmm. because we've talked about this a lot is like who are you, who do you relate with? You want to relate to the winner. Is Emily going to relate more to a young single woman who's worked hard and you know is just now like achieving her life goals and dreams or is she going to relate to a mom of grown kids who, yeah when emily said she didn't even view herself as a wife in the future now right. she's just come to the realization right. she might i'm thinking she's going to relate more to d and her gameplay than julie and then I yeah, think because Kendra, I would also if I could interject, I also yeah. think Emily played a pretty similar game to D in yes. a lot of ways. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I fully agree. Right. So I think she's got I think she actually does have Emily's vote. I think she would have Kendra and Kelly's vote because mm-hmm. I, they've just every I think it was this week when D walked in with the immunity like, oh, D has it. I'm so glad. And, yada, mm-hmm. you know, and they, it's not like they know Austin and Julie and Reba. Uh, Reba. Austin and Julie and D that well because they were on Reba. Um, but I think there's just something, again, they're young women. They're going to connect with D in that way. And then Caleb, I don't know. He might respect Austin's game. He might respect D's game. I'm not, Caleb's kind of wild card for me. He might follow along with Emily and do whatever Emily's voting for. And then you mm-hmm. just have Bruce and Drew. And yeah, Drew would definitely vote for Austin. Bruce, I don't know. But even even if Bruce voted for Austin, I think D still has it. Maybe not a clean sweep like you're saying, but I think she really would get. So the then I have to ask, and I want you to answer this first, Mary, and then then you, Rebecca. I, we all mm-hmm. agree. I mean, I have D at number one as well. D in my mind, if D didn't win, we're we're blown away. Like what? I'm shocked. It's kind of like when we talked about Jesse in forty three. Like if Jesse didn't win, we were shocked. I mean, we were shocked, but he lost. He lost because of fire, and mm-hmm. it's like, eh, mm-hmm. well, he wasn't in final three. But if Jam Jam had lost last season, we would have been blown away again. Like, there's mm-hmm. how is he going to lose to Heidi and Carolyn, you know? So I guess my question is, Mary, who are the two hardest, like, what is D's final three that she should try to avoid? Even though she wins against everybody, who is probably her toughest competition? Well, I think it's what we just talked about, Austin and Julie. It is Austin and yeah. Julie. Okay. Yeah. Do you agree with that, Rebecca? 
Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, the only thing I would maybe say is like Austin and Jake, just because I think Jake's maybe might get more uh, or might be able to to have a better speech at final tribal Mm -hmm. but even then i feel like people who are going to vote for austin and jake there's kind of a lot of overlap there so you might even just split the votes between them and then d still wins so yeah i mean i really don't see a combination where she loses but i don't know maybe austin and jake would be harder for her to beat i don't know i can see that here's the thing is if jake or katar not jake and katar but jake or katar sits at the end do they get the like four bellow votes that are on the jury? We have Kelly, Kendra, Bruce, and either Jake or Katura, whoever doesn't make final three in this situation. And so that, I mean, if they get the bellow votes, that's four out of the eight. Yeah, I I don't, personally, I don't see it being that simple because I think people will look more at gameplay rather than like tribal alliance at mm-hmm. this point. Um so, yeah, I don't know. I mean, the only thing the only thing that I will say is if Jake wins fire to get to the final three or Austin, if Austin wins fire to get to the final three, I don't mm-hmm. know, maybe a little harder to beat. But even still, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. I still but you think you make wins. fire and beat D. You can't make fire. And yeah, beat, exactly. You know, and anyone else, really. <laughs> I think if yeah. Katura's the final three for real, I could see her somehow getting Kelly, Kendra and Bruce's votes like no joke. Oh, no, I I really do. I think that she could pull the other I don't bellows. think Kelly would. I could see Kendra and Bruce. I don't think but Kelly Katura would. Though. I, I, Kelly, did she? Am I forgetting something? Oh, sorry. Did Katura burn Kelly and I forgot? I don't remember that. They just were never. No, really that I just close. think Kelly's gonna look more at gameplay. Yeah, and it's yeah. not like they had a super tight alliance necessarily. But Kelly's been super emotional on the jury. Yeah, I mean, every time we cut over, it's Kelly reacting. That's yeah. not somebody who's who's <laughs> thinking super well, logical. That's Emily. It's Kelly and Kendra both have big reactions, but I still think like I I don't know. I think Kelly has like big reactions in the heat of the moment but then like mm. when it actually comes down to voting i think she's gonna look at gameplay and i think she would vote for d mm, okay I, i'm just trying to see i like i'm just like really thinking about the bellows and i'm like why would they be so enamored by d to vote for her like all of them but i, I i'm not mm-hmm. saying that that means katara or jake wins by getting bellow i'm just saying that they could get like a bellow or two and i don't know I'm just trying to see like who's the stiffest competition. Like, is it really all Rebus at the end, or if a Bellow slips in there, do they start mm-hmm. stealing these Bellow votes? It's just not enough Bellows on the jury because we know Emily's going to respect the Reba over the Bellows, and the and a Reba's going to win. Can that you, is my opinion. Can you think of another season where it like really mattered what tribe that they were oh, on? All the time. All I mean, we just watched Heroes versus Villains, where Sandra stole all yes. the heroes' votes. When people are like, they should be voting for Parvati. That's old school, though. That's not old. Get out of here. That you, is old school. Do you school. hear this, Rebecca? I'm just saying, I, <laughs> I feel like in more recent seasons, it doesn't... Sure, it, might, it matters who you were on a tribe with because that's who you built relationships with and that's yeah. who you knew. But at the same mm-hmm. time, I think it, it really does... Your gameplay matters more than yeah. who you yeah. hung out with. Yeah. But at the same time, like... I, it's a big factor. Votes could be stolen. And then who's the other person in the final three? Could they steal some votes? That's what I'm saying. She sits next to Austin. Austin gets Drew's vote. You know, or she sits next to Julie. Julie gets Emily's vote. I know you guys just said Emily probably votes for D. And maybe you're right. 
But what I'm saying is if you get one person stealing three votes and another person stealing a vote, D needs to sweep the last four people. Yeah. You see what I mean? Like it gets really mm-hmm. tough. And so while we're sitting here saying D's going to win, D's going to win, and she might, but I am saying there is situations where it's like, actually, we could be surprised by, it could be a tight four to three to one vote. It could, you know, not maybe not as easy as we think. But yes, yeah, D, I mean, I got D number one. She's probably going to win. I'm just playing devil's advocate here because I don't want to be gablered. All right. <laughs> Never You're again. Go down every path. I got to go down every path. I can't just sit here and settle for, oh, obviously, obviously Gabler can't win. Okay. So I do want to briefly mention on Patreon, I have 10 plus videos that if you sign up for, you can watch today. Uh, Patreon is free to sign up for. And we thank you all for supporting the channel on there. Jake has 46 confessionals. Can you believe he has the second least? I say so like every week, but like he's so visible, but he's the second least confessionals. Mm. He has 46 confessionals. He has uh, how many votes against him? Seven, seven votes against him. I forgot. <laughs> and uh, I, I mean, Jake's just been like the Charlie Brown of this season. Anytime he tries something, he ends up looking like a fool. Even last night, he's like, oh, I'm going to make a big move and get off uh, Drew. But in reality, the movement for Drew is already happening. And Jake did not. He did not drive that, in my opinion. So, Rebecca, tell me what you think about Jake. Yeah, I think Jake is very likable. Um, it's he, He's one of those players. I, I feel like he's a good player, but kind of like you said, just every time this season that he's tried to like make a move or he's tried to do something, it just hasn't worked for him. Um, even just like uh, last night when he, you know, found the idol and he like tells Couture about it. He's like, oh, I don't want her to tell D. And then we cut to her immediately telling D. So it's like even like every time he has a little victory, there's also a little setback. So, you know, he has an idol, but like, I don't know, it's just like it. he immediately wasn't able to use it the way that he wants to. Um, honestly, I would love to see Jake play again because I feel like a lot of his problem this season has just been like the way the season started and also just like the people and the alliances that he's been up against this season Um, but I think he's a really good player I just don't think he has a very good chance of winning at this point unfortunately Um, so I do I have him ranked at number three Um, yeah again I think he's very likable but I don't see him really winning at this point Mary is chomping at the bit to jump (laughs) in here but let me say Jake for me is number two and he had a sob story in episode five as well. And I agree. He's had no, he's just had nothing like uh, strategically go his way. But if he were to idle out D at five, that would be massive. I don't know that if would it's be crazy. enough for him to win. But if he idles out D and then he wins fire against Austin or Julie, I don't know who. Uh, he, I think he stands a decent chance at gaining end game respect. Is it enough to win? I don't know. But as I said, all those Bella votes... With this guy that they lived with for the entirety of the pre-merge. You know, they might, you know, like, oh, he has some rose tinted mm-hmm. glasses. Jake hasn't annoyed me in two weeks because I've been in Ponderosa. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, he's over here killing at the end. I got to vote for Jake. But there is always the who do I see myself in? And when I see somebody failing so much, do I really want to pick them as the representation of my season? And Jake's kind of been the representation of failing upwards, I guess, you know. Which is how you move up the corporate ladder, but we're playing Survivor, not that. So, uh, Mary, what do you think about Jake? So I love Jake. I want him to win. I think that I don't know. I would just be so happy if he won. 
I, I also it's all personal bias. Yeah, right it's, now. it's definitely personal bias. So <laughs> I think his path forward, it's it's going to be like every single star has to line. Every single thing has to come mm-hmm. in place at the right time for him to actually win. Um, I just want it to happen. So that's why he's also number two for me. And I think he does have some good points going for him. I mean, you've mentioned several of them. I think his underdog story is his biggest. It could be a, it could be a hindrance to him. It could be a con for him. But I think it actually is his biggest pro right now if he does get to the end and say, look, you know, I barely had an alliance even on Bello. I didn't have anyone with me at all this whole game. I have been the lone wolf. But tribal after tribal after tribal, I've made it through. And yeah, he would have to do something big like using his idol correctly and getting D out because he, I still don't think he beats D. Um, and possibly making fire and winning fire. But if those two things happened, you know, I think that and both those things would happen right in front of the jury. And I think that they would respect that. And I think we've got Caleb, who's an underdog, Emily, who's an underdog. I think they would love that somebody took the rebid four down. And I think they would definitely vote for him for sure. Bruce would vote for him because they were tight buddies on Bello. I don't see that. I, I know. Don't see Bruce I know you say that, but I think Bruce genuinely loves Jake and would vote for him over Austin or Katura or whoever. What? Why would he vote for Jake over Katura? <laughs> Katura and him are BFFs. Yeah. By the way, Rebecca, somebody told me that in a secret scene, Katura mentioned that she hated Bruce, which I thought was odd. Like we hadn't heard about that. Yeah, that is interesting. Yeah, huh. like why would they not put yeah. that in the show? Yeah, that's strange. Because I think they are BFFs. I don't know if Bruce knows that, but Katura definitely <laughs> knows that right. for sure. Mary is so personally biased for Jake. By the way, now 34 minutes into the podcast, the best time to mention this, of course. It's not because I forgot. Yes. I planned this. <laughs> the chart in the top right hand of the screen is the confessional counter for every player who's been on Survivor 45. Uh, and the top five names there are just a random order. It's not a particular order. I do not make the chart. It's uh, just strategic on Twitter. So check them out. But yeah, that's what that chart is up in the top right hand corner. Sometimes people think that's our ranking, which I can see that being very confusing. They're like, how do they rank this person 67th? That doesn't make sense. <laughs> no, that's the number of professionals they have. So uh, yeah, Jake, Mary has a lot of personal bias. I like Jake as well. I mean, I want him to move out of Nana's house. But even mm-hmm. if he gets, if he was to somehow get second place and lose to D, that's 100K. You can move out of Nana's house for 100K. I, I mean, to, after yeah. taxes. <laughs> Plus the ten thousand you get from just doing the reunion show, he can move out of Nana's house. Do they still get that? Since yeah, okay. When they do the after show, they get ten thousand. I think it's it's just like contractual at this point. Yeah, whether they do it live or not is not really important. It's just it does it happen. Period. So uh, Rebecca, do you have anything on else on Jake? Um, the only thing I was gonna say is that I think yeah, in order for him to win, like. Uh, this is kind of bouncing off a lot of what Mary was saying, but yeah, I think if he sits next to Julie and Katura, I think that's his best shot. Um, if he's able to beat either D or Austin in fire, like, yeah, I think that's, that's his path to the end. So, I mean, I would be all for that. I would love to see that. Um, I don't think it's very likely just given the way that this season has been going, but man, if we get an explosive last episode, like that would be... That would be very exciting for sure. Yeah. He needs like a Chris Underwood finale at this point to pull out a win. Mm -hmm. And even then it's like, Mary's giving me a weird look. You cannot compare him to Chris Underwood. That's like, that's not. Oh yeah, I know. 
But Chris Underwood came back from the edge of extinction and then basically did his entire winning gameplay in the finale. Okay, That's what sure. I'm saying. He has to do all of his yeah. winning mm-hmm. gameplay mm-hmm. now. And it's like with three days left in the game or however many days they got left, uh, is that enough time? Like, I don't know. You know, Chris Underwood also had the benefit of the entire jury also having been on the edge of extinction and relating to him and seeing him as their surrogate. There's no Jake surrogate. You know, no one's going to be like, oh, Jake is me. Well, that's what I was saying. I do think he will have people saying Jake is me. Emily, Caleb, we like we don't know what their viewpoint of Jake Mm -hmm. might be at this point, especially if he is sitting next to Julian Couture. I mean, even Austin, Austin has felt like he, he said in his little sob story, you know, that He's kind of felt down and not mm-hmm. like an outcast at times mm-hmm. or whatever. So I, I'm saying that Jake is pretty eloquent and charismatic. And if he could definitely win over a jury. In Rebecca, my could you imagine if Jake, Julie, and Katura were all in the final three as lawyers? That would be crazy. Also, has Katura told anyone that she's a lawyer yet? Or is that still a secret? Unlike her hatred of Bruce, which was buried away. <laughs> the only, I think the only people... She's told is us. I don't think she's even told yeah. anybody in the show. No. Yeah. Yeah. That we've seen. See, that's the thing. You can only have so many secrets. So she had to keep the secret about the lawyer. So that's why she had to talk about Bruce so much. Because what else is there to talk about? You can't talk about your profession. Just talk about yeah. Bruce. You don't want to talk about your home life because apparently it was pretty wild and not in a good way. <laughs> so, yeah, you got to talk about how much you hate Bruce. I hate him. Uh, I mean, Katara hates him. I don't hate Bruce. I like Bruce. So... With Jake, staying back on track, is there anything else anyone has on Jake? No. Okay. I have Jake ranked number two. What were you guys' rankings on him again? I'm two as well. I have him at number three. Oh, slander. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So There's only five as, spots. I can't rank I everyone number two. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because everyone we've ranked so far has been in our top three, but here we go. So our next <laughs> player is Julie, who has 11 votes against her. By the way, with Julie, Rebecca, I said this to Mary mm-hmm. yesterday. I realized that was we were podcasting. Julie is only here because of Kelly and J. Maya's greedy. They're greedy. They wanted mm. the amulet. If Austin yep. didn't have the amulet and the idol, I don't think you would have given Julie an idol and Julie wouldn't be here right now. Yeah. She'd been voted off last episode. Yeah. Isn't that wild? True. Kelly Should've and J. Maya Should have gone for the sandwiches. Her. Yeah. The sandwiches would have eliminated Julie. that sandwich little did julie know that sandwich was life or death for her (laughs) anyways so julie has 11 votes against her uh she has the least number of confessionals at 42 and i know people have talked about her being a threat i don't see it i don't know what final three she needs to sit in is it jake and katura to win like is that who she's sitting next to does she get all the reba's votes i mean it is only three out of eight uh mary let's start with you what do you think about julie well, I, I agree. There's so much that uh, we have not seen from Julie. She's just been really been hidden until the last few episodes that I don't think she has a chance as far as the edit goes to be a winner. Um, she's not necessarily a bad player, although it, it seems like she's just been coasting with her alliance. Dee and Drew and Austin are usually the ones always making decisions. We've also seen her be a little emotional about things sometimes, like she gets really upset when her name gets put out there and she's like really she tries uh, that one time when she tried to get something going with Emily and Jake at the shelter and it was just like way too little way too late like you hadn't even talked to these people it seemed Mm -hmm. like until this point but 
she keeps being talked about as a threat. Oh, she's such a threat. We got to get her out. Everyone loves her. She's a mama. She's sweet. You know, we've got to get Julie out because everyone likes her. So that's the only reason she's number four for me is because everyone else tells us how much of a threat she is, even though I have not seen her be a threat, in my opinion. I, I think even my number five has done more in the game than Julie has. That's not saying that being likable isn't doesn't make you a bigger threat than being strategic because obviously in a lot of people's opinion it has because Julie's name has been brought up a lot while Katira's name hasn't. Um, but anyways, I yeah, she's number four for me. I don't necessarily see her winning. I don't really see maybe if she's sitting next to Jake and Katura, she could pull out she a gets win. three Rebas, I think, then. Yeah, she could get the Rebas and then she just has to sway, what, basically one more person... Or two, mm-hmm. yeah, and one it would be two, locked. Yeah, so I mean, she's likable, and she hasn't been like alienated by anyone. She's Drew hates her apparently at this point, but I think oh, if he has yeah. time to cool down, he would probably still vote for her. I don't know. Um, so yeah, I just, her chances aren't looking good for me. That's number four. I want to briefly tell you all six people who were in the Reba tribe at the beginning of the game. And here's an interesting thing about each of them. Are you ready? Jay Maya, her secret scene or her emotional story was in a secret scene. Sifu, his emotional story was in a secret scene. Drew, his emotional story was in a secret scene. Uh, Julie, her emotional story was in a secret scene. What's up with all the Rebas getting their se- emotional stories shoved in secret scenes? Only Austin and Dee got theirs in the proper show. Like everyone else had theirs in the proper show. All the Rebas shoved in it. Why? Why? Why does the show not like Reba? Anyways, I want to point that out because Julie has her emotional story in a secret scene. And I'm like, that's unfair to you, I feel like. Everyone gets one or no one gets one, in my opinion, in the show. This yeah. should not be, we should not be picking and choosing uh, because it really lets us know that Julie can't win. I have Julie at five. I don't, I mean, tell everyone can tell me to high heaven how Julie is going to win this game. I don't care. Her emotional story was put in a secret scene and the show is telling me she's not winning. That's like the only thing that really matters. Like there's Julie's not getting final three and winning. I don't even know what combination she needs to sit next to because it's not going to happen. Like I am a little frustrated by the obviousness. What if she gets a sob story next week? Okay. If she gets a sob story in the finale, good point. Then I change everything I said, but like, okay, but that requires it happening still. Also, wouldn't that be weird? The finale, like she's the only one who gets it and then she wins. They're like, we saved the best for last. Mary, you're the one who watched that secret scene. Do you remember what her emotional story was? Yeah, it's always about her kids, usually. Or, you know, how she just went through a divorce and decided to go back to school and she has grown kids and, you know, how she's just so proud of herself and her kids are proud of her and she's doing the best she can kind of thing. That was it? I mean, that's basically it, yeah. Hmm. Rebecca, what do you think about Julie? Yeah, I think the sob story being in a secret scene is is a pretty um, hard thing to ignore because, yeah, I think Julie is nice. I think she has potential to be a good player. But, yeah, like Mary was saying, you know, I think she she just gets so emotional a lot of times. And um, it is interesting because I feel like throughout the season as much as we've heard from her in terms of strategy talk um, because there has been a fair amount of moves that she's been involved with but it's usually 
in relation to, oh, D says we should do this, or like, this is what D and I are thinking, or like even Austin sometimes. Um, and, and it just very rarely seems like she, I can't think of an instance where she was like the driving force behind a decision that was made. Yeah. Like Jake, um, she hasn't had any power in this game really. Yeah. Aside from the time she yeah. played the idol, which was really D's move. Right. Exactly. Yep. And, and D, even that, like, you're so right. It was D's move because like D comes up to her and is like, hey, we're going to act. We're going to do this. And then, you know, the, you have to we have to pretend to be mad at each other. And like, I'm going to be shocked and all this stuff. And so it was really I mean, we were watching D be the mastermind behind that move. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think Julie is nice. I think she's likable. I think she's, you know, a, a good person and everything. But, yeah, also thinking about the jury, you know, who who would vote for her, especially if you're, you know, trying to see yourself in the survivor winner like we've been talking about. Um, I don't know Bruce. who's going to see themselves in Julie. Maybe Bruce. Because he's a parent um, as well and that's his kids are very important to him. Yeah, but everyone else is just, I, I don't know, they all, I mean, yeah, they call her Mama J, so, like, are you going to vote for your mom to win Survivor? No, or we vote our mom off of Survivor. We vote our mom <laughs> off Survivor, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so, I don't know, I like Julie, but um, I don't think she's going to win. She's my number four. I'm on Survivor with my mom, she's the first one to go. No questions asked. <laughs> no one even needs to tell me this is the strategy, I'll just do it. But anyways, uh, I'm ready. I'm with you, Sierra. I got you. Uh, yeah, Julie, for me, number four. I'm sorry, for number five, you guys both have her at number four. I'm a little surprised mm -hmm. by that take, by the way, because we're going to move on to Katura. Mm -hmm. Katura, who I can't believe you guys both have her at five, because let's be real. <laughs> let's be real. That's unreasonable. Katura has tied for the most confessionals. And yes, her whole storyline has been uh, about Bruce. By the way, I said 57, right? She's 57, tied for the most. She has yes. no votes against her. If Katura reaches the end and sweeps the jury, she played a perfect game. And we're over here saying she has no chance. And I'm saying she could pull in a couple of these Bella votes. I don't. Uh, the problem, though, is I feel like Reba is so solely Reba that Katura mm -hmm. needs to next to two Rebas. And ideally, D not, is not one of them, of course. She need, But I don't even then. It's like, I don't know. I, it's like kind of like Jake. It's like, all right, what scenario is the perfect scenario for Katura to possibly pull out four votes out of this jury. And it's, uh, I mean, it really, she, I think she really needs all the bells on the jury and she needs to convince all the bells to vote for her. And even then, I don't know. I mean, is her hatred for Bruce become so much that Bruce, you know, Bruce was unaware. I feel like of how much Katura hated him, by the way, Rebecca, can you believe we're here talking about Katura reaching possibly final three after that six minute video she posted about hating Bruce? Yeah. Wild. Yeah, that is Wild. pretty crazy. But yeah, I mean, like I, you've said this before, but yeah, I don't think a winner is going to go on TikTok and post a six minute <laughs> video about how much they don't hate Bruce, you know? <laughs> yeah. Winners don't post explanations of their edit. I no, like. no, uh, they Rebecca, just let their game you... speak for itself. Exactly. What do you think about Katara? Yeah, um, you know, it, it has been kind of interesting to see her game now that Bruce is no longer around for her to complain about. Um, yeah, just trying to think through like who she could even sit next to that would, you know, allow her to win. I just don't see a combination that that she can win. Because, um, yeah, I mean, if she's sitting next to Austin and Jake, maybe she gets like but she can't sit next to Jake. So yeah, I I don't know. I was going to say maybe she gets like women to vote for her, but um yeah, yeah like I, girl power, I could see that. Yeah. Like getting some votes. 
but even then, I, I just don't think she would beat Jake and Austin. I don't see that. Um, yeah, if she's sitting next to Austin and Julie, maybe. But, like, I don't know. She'd just have to be, like, she would have to have an amazing final tribal speech. And, like, and she's I, a also, lawyer. I just don't know. She is a lawyer. But we haven't really seen her use that power yet. Um at least in a significant way. So I I don't know. I, I would I, I don't even know what her speech would be to convince a jury. Um so yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think that she's likely to win, so I have her at number five. Mary, what is Katura's path to winning this thing? If there is one. A meteor hits the island and everyone dies except for Katura. <laughs> wow. I think we would have heard about that in the news though. Probably. <laughs> I really, she is at this point just a number for people to bring along. She's a goat. Mm-hmm. There's nothing she could do to win. Is she and the I Heidi of harsh. the season where it's like we just know she can't win? I don't think she's even, I think Heidi had better chances of winning her season. Well, than she did get second, I guess. Yeah. Heidi did. Heidi got a vote, right? I think the problem with the new era so far is we've had back to back to back to back seven to one votes. Like the jury's too afraid mm-hmm. to vote for who they really want to win. Instead, they just want to vote for who's going to win so they don't look like you know, like idiots post game and they have to explain why didn't you vote for the winner? You know, oh, why didn't you vote for Jam Jammer? Why didn't you vote for Gabler? And it's like, I don't know if that's how that works. I mean, it happens on Big Brother all the time. And I think it happens on Survivor. I've listened to a lot of these post game no, interviews. I mean, I get Big Brother. I'm just saying like the people that voted for Gabler. Come on. I don't, you know, like, I don't. There I was think a lot people, of people mad that they, people didn't vote for Cassidy instead of Gabler. I think there are people that it's it's final tribal council there's a lot of emotions i know they're there for longer than we see it's a big ordeal and you have a big decision to make and sometimes people can make that decision beforehand before they get there and try and run through all the facts and all the logic and everything like that sometimes people just do vote emotionally because that's like that's the fun thing about this game is these are people they're humans they've got emotions Mm -hmm. they've got concerns they've got issues that they're dealing with or whatever and it, I, I don't think you can just say, oh, who who do people want me to vote for? I don't know. I mean, sure, I'm sure that it's crosses not people's that. I not think, minds. I think these the jury knows probably the general consensus of who everyone else in the jury is voting for. And sometimes it's just a sheep herd mentality. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and no, they just I vote get... for who's going to win regardless of who they actually want to. It happened in Winners of War. I know specifically because people said I voted for Tony instead of Michelle because I didn't want Natalie to win. Like they voted for it. It wasn't the person they actually wanted to vote for. They just didn't want Natalie to win. It was like an anti-Natalie vote. Mary's giving me a face, and I'm telling you, I've listened to all of the all of the post game interviews that season because it's actually an interesting season. So, my point is that sometimes people just heard and they just vote for somebody because they don't want somebody else to win, or because they just don't want to be the odd man out. And we that's why we've had four seven to one votes. So I'm hoping for like a four to three to one vote here. You know, something interesting. Because that's the only way somebody like Kentura, which is who we're talking about, by the way, I almost forgot. <laughs> that's the only way somebody like Kentura or Jake wins this game is they need they need people to not hurt. They need a split. They need the split. They can't have a pile on for one person. So they're not going to win that. Do you think that this problem of the herd vote mentality would be solved if they were sequestered until the end? Okay, Russell Hans. Mm. I mean, that seems like a bit much. I don't know. No, I don't want them sequestered. Okay. I think it's fine. I'm just saying that a lot of the seven to ones, I feel like we're herd mentality. 
And I'm not saying that those people didn't deserve to win. I'm just saying that I feel like sometimes people don't vote for who they really want to win mm-hmm. in fear of voting for the odd man or in fear of if I vote for this third person, oops, the person who should be getting second instead won because we split our votes. Well, so I agree with what you're saying. I understand what, what you're saying. I think you can't necessarily decide which votes were herd mentality or not. But I think there is something to be said for people voting who they think they want to win and then kind of leave the game and take a step back and those emotions go away. And then maybe mm. they start thinking, oh, you know what? I think so-and-so would have been in the post-game interviews. Yeah. And yeah. and that sure, that's affected by that herd mentality. Like you're there talking together. You're all discussing this. You're all trying to decide who you think should win. So like you get caught up in all of that. So I get it. But at the same time, like I can't, I can't, I can't say all of those votes were. <laughs> I'm not saying all, I'm just okay. saying some. Rebecca, what's your take on this? Yeah, it, it is very me, interesting. Rebecca. <laughs> yeah, because I don't know, it, it is interesting. And I see what you're saying about like, yeah, the herd mentality and stuff. Um, I also wonder if it's because I, I do feel like there's been a big shift in the this new era of Survivor where people are trying to not take things as personally and trying to look at gameplay more. Now, whether or not they're actually doing that is, you know, up for debate. But yeah, I, I think it, would, it, it almost seems like there might be a level of like, maybe this person isn't my favorite, but like objectively, I think that they had the best game. Um, but at the same time, like you're saying, Mary, I mean, people are still people. And so like, yeah, emotions do sometimes play a factor. So I don't know. Yeah. It's an interesting conversation because yeah, it is interesting that that's been a a recent shift, uh, in the game. So I don't know. Yeah. So tying this back to Katura, what Katura needs is people not to herd. She needs her and Jake both. If either of them want to win, they both need a split. They need every single one of the final three to get votes. And it's not just the new era, by the way, ever since they've introduced the final three, very rarely does the third person of the final three, the the third place mm-hmm. person get votes. It's usually between two people. So it's ironic. They even made a final three because it's ended up being a final two in most final <laughs> travels anyways, because only two people get votes. So what yeah. they need for the most part is to somehow split the jury. And I'm not sure exactly how they can do that. That's up to them. That's their job. I'm sure to observe and talk as well as we, you guys are. So that's what Katura and Jake need, though. That's really what they need to get this thing to get win. Otherwise, they're done. If they can't split that jury between the the Rebus don't split. You know, the other two people are sitting next to I mean. So, well, well, do you guys have anything else on Katura? I, I guess the only other thing I would say, because I, I wasn't very proficient with talking about her. Like, I'm not trying to say that she isn't trying to play the game or she's just sitting on her hands or just floating along. Cause we've seen her try. Like she's really trying to play. She's trying to put strategy and and do things. But I think Katura's issues and we saw this back at Bello is she just constantly kind of does her own thing. She never really mm. connected that well with, a, with her own tribe. She was definitely on the outs with them. And even in this new area, it seems like she's constantly kind of like going this way or that way or whatever. And she's just kind of, doing whatever is good for her in that moment and and that's a strategy and we've seen people use it mm-hmm. but she's not doing it effectively i don't think i don't think mm-hmm. anyone respects her gameplay at this point or even knows that she has a gameplay so um i guess that just to clarify why i don't think why i think she's a go <laughs> it's funny because yeah. even the person that she hated the most it was that emily got credit for knocking him out yeah 
mm-hmm. which she really yeah. did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think even like, yeah, kind of bouncing off of that, you know, we've seen Katura like try and do a lot of things like, OK, the the two times that we've seen her try to find an idol, she's gotten caught both times. And then we immediately see someone else find the idol. So oh, it, I, I think yeah. I think it's also like it. I, I think that it's somewhat her gameplay, but it's also not fully her gameplay because it's it's more about just like how the show is portraying her and like the mm-hmm. fact that all of her confessionals have been about Bruce and like I'm sure she talked about other things yeah. but that's <laughs> that's all that we need to know as the audience just in terms yeah. of like this end game here so for like yeah, 10 episodes I mean, it was just Bruce it was just Bruce yeah cuz like cuz you know uh yeah I think you were saying she's tied for the most confessionals of people left in the game but like <laughs> they were all about Bruce, you know. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I think the show is just portraying her in a way that it's like pretty clear she's not going to win. But Rebecca, it worked for Sandra. Yeah. She hated fair play. She hated Russell. <laughs> Katura hated yeah. Bruce. He was yeah, the villain Sandra of the season. Was, she had other things going on. Like Sandra was also just like. I don't know, very, her personality, like, uh, people liked her. She did a lot of chaotic things. She's charismatic, She was out here burning hats. Yeah, like, there is a lot more to Sandra than just the people that she hated. I mean, hating fair player, hating Russell. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's just true. Well, we got to to see the other sides of Sandra. We only see one side of Katura. What? Exactly. Yeah, Sandra loved the Outback Steakhouse. For those who have watched (laughs) my video about her, I made a whole thing about that. All right, well, let's move on to ranking the new era seasons, if you guys don't mind. Yeah, uh, oh, I did say it. you guys, and I guess we should bring that up because the, we're going to go chronologically through the seasons, <laughs> and we're each going to rank them like we do with the winner. I mean, with the players who are vying to win. Uh, and if I'm really smart, I'll remember, remember to aggregate our rankings into like one ranking in the description, mm-hmm. if I'm smart. So <laughs> if I remember is really what it is. So our first season is Survivor 41, kicked off the new era. Very first thing out the gate is Jeff correcting everybody or being corrected, making a whole show out of dropping the word guys. That's why mm-hmm. I, I I'm so sorry for saying it earlier to you. Two ladies, <laughs> not guys. Yeah, that's honestly, it's kind of a slur. I'm kind of offended. <laughs> you should be. Uh, the, the I think the fact that season kicked off with that, Jeff did later say uh, in a podcast with Mary and Pippin from Lord of the Rings that he shouldn't have done. They shouldn't have made a show out of it. I think it really set the tone for that whole season because so many people yeah. were just like, I'm not watching this. Like this, if we're going to go, this is the route we're going with new era survivor. I'm not watching. And a lot of people haven't come mm. back since. So for me, survivor 41, like, I don't know. I just remember it being so loaded with twists. And while there's some interesting characters, I just remember being a hot mess edit wise. Like Heather, I think made final four or five. And she like was purpled basically like who the heck is Heather? I don't know. But apparently she was like the winner's best friend in Erica. Like, what the Mm -hmm. heck? Like, the show is so weirdly edited. It's the worst edited season of the whole new era. Uh, What what did you think, Rebecca, about Survivor 41? Yeah, so honestly, yeah. It's one of those things that when I, I first started watching it when it was airing, and I almost, like, stopped watching Survivor because of it. I did eventually come back around to it. But, yeah, I think it was just, it was a hot mess in a lot of ways, like you said, uh, they, I think they were trying to figure out a lot of 
things and like ultimately I think it was a good thing it just took them a while to find their footing um because I, I I mean I like where we're at now and you know mm-hmm. we'll get into it but um yeah I think that first season they just they made so many changes so quickly that it was very jarring and it it almost felt like a different show in a lot of ways and so it just took them a second to kind of even out and to figure that out so oh and the yeah. hourglass we can't forget the hourglass yes like, what yeah. a what a dumb twist <laughs> how can you forget how can i forget the stupid hourglass it's like a joke now yeah hourglass. Ugh. Uh, mary what do you think about 41 yeah i agree with everything you're saying rebecca i think that in jeff's all-knowing wise <laughs> whatever whatever he was trying to do here like I understand that if you want to kind of rebrand and start something new and exciting you have to try new things and not all of those things are going to work or stick and so like you're saying it's kind of like a really big is it's not an overcorrection it's like just too much too too much to at, at once so mm-hmm. I, I yeah. wasn't a fan of this season it's definitely number five for me um, mm-hmm. I agree with you as far as like all the weird editing, who was Erica until the merge, all, all that stuff. And it, it just wasn't really fun to watch. No. And and like mm-hmm. you said, Rebecca, it's just jarring because of, because of all the new stuff. Now, I say all that. And again, if I'm wanting to rebrand something and make big changes, <laughs> do I want to do it all right at the beginning and then try to figure out what works and what doesn't? Or do I do, want to mm-hmm. go about it slowly i mean this caused controversy and people were talking about it and survivor shot up and like good or bad like people were talking mm-hmm. about it i think so no it wasn't a great season it didn't do a lot as far as like nobody really cared about it so i, I think <laughs> overall it did hurt survivor in a way um but i am i think i am glad that they did start making some changes like i know people complain that all the new cast in these seasons are like diehard fans but I like that everyone's a diehard fan. Yeah. I like that. There's oh, Mary, no you're gonna recruits. get us canceled. <laughs> what? You're gonna oh, get us canceled. I know. People are gonna be playing. That's fine. <laughs> Unsubscribe. <laughs> I think it's really fun because it, it just makes it more interesting because you know how much these people want it and you know how much they mm-hmm. love it. Like versus people who got recruited and don't really care and end up, you know what? But the, I say that, and we had two quits this season. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess maybe there should be a little bit more balance for that too. Mm-hmm. But. But yeah, I I wasn't a big fan of the new era and I still prefer some of the old school survivor seasons to the new era, but I do like some of the things that have been implemented and I can't say it's been all bad, Um, but this was the beginning of it all and it wasn't a great beginning for sure. I think the thing with 41 is that there was a year and a half after Winners Mm -hmm. of War, we forget that COVID year, so there's no survivor, Mm -hmm. so people are just coming off a high and I feel like the longer the wait between Winners of War and 41, the higher the hype got because yeah. we had so many new fans mm-hmm. come in. Survivor went on Netflix for the first time after Winners of War aired and they put a couple of banger seasons on there with Kai Gaian and Heroes vs. Villains. So the show mm-hmm. got a bunch of new fans who went back and watched the past seasons on Paramount+. Plus. Uh, and then, so they're hyped. They're like, oh, 41, Survivor's coming back on. It's the first season I'm going to watch live. And then it ends up being a hot, hot mess. And it's like, yeah. ugh. And it, they couldn't even like air 42 first because they numbered the seasons. They numbered mm. them. They didn't name them. They numbered yeah. them. So they couldn't even avoid yep. showing it out of order or something to show a better season. 
Sorry, Rebecca, go ahead. Yeah. I know you're going to say something. Yeah, yeah. No, I was just going to kind of jump on board and say, because you brought up the whole COVID, like the pandemic thing and, and all of that. I think that was also part of the reason that for me, 41 was so jarring was because like <laughs> through that whole experience like I think Survivor for a lot of people was a comfort show Mm -hmm. I know it was for me it was something that it was like okay this is familiar this is fun this is adventurous while we're all stuck at home and like you know you can't go outside but you know I can sit here and watch Survivor and like that to me it was an escape and I think for 41 when they opened it up and I think Jeff even mentioned something about like I don't know social distancing or something like with the crew like he opened it with that and then you had the whole you know come on in guys thing like and it just felt like I don't know it was just too real and I was like right now like at this time in the world we don't need the real world on our TVs we need an escape and so that was also part of for me I think it was it had a lot to do with timing um, mm. and yeah I don't know because there are certainly times when the real world gets into Survivor and like it's not always a bad thing but I think the timing of those particular issues and the timing of the season being released it was just like I don't know just a combination of, of bad things lest we forget this is the first season of 26 days which people to this day, a lot of them have not gotten over. I've moved on, but even I agree at the time. I was like, man, it sucks. But we all thought after they had because they had to quarantine for two weeks. So yeah. it's like mm-hmm. we all thought, OK, well, when they don't have to quarantine for two weeks, we'll go back to 39. Little do we know. No, we will not go back to 39. And we have we're not going back to 39. So it was kind of like in that way, it sucked. But also there was something else I had in mind that sucked about the season. I'm trying to remember what it was. <laughs> oh, this season. This is when they started pushing the whole. We're making Survivor harder. We're not giving you any food. And this is the first time we've ever done oh, that. Yeah. Now, mind you, the show has done this <laughs> multiple times before, airing all going all the way back to season four. So when the show like forgets its own history in this new era, mm-hmm. and it's like, come on, guys. You know, and I say guys this time to be funny. So anyways, <laughs> I, I think we can all safely rank this season last. Is that correct? Yeah. 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 Yes, that is correct. Well, yep. Well, we, let's talk about, let's move on to 42 because... The rebrand, it goes into that as well, because they filmed it right after 41. And I bet you all the same things were in 42 that were 41, but they saw mm-hmm. the backlash 41. And I think they did a I think they did a re-edit because man, did the show feel different? And yet I know it wasn't. I know they filmed it exactly the same. Same everybody's out there with the same mindset. So go ahead, Rebecca. Yeah, yeah. Um 42 is it's interesting because like when you know when you said we were going to be talking about this I was trying to think back over the last few seasons and like I definitely am the type of person that I'll like watch a season and then forget everything that happened yeah (laughs) Um, same with Mary and and I feel like 42 in a lot of ways embodies that for me where it's like I, I think they were you know starting to find their footing a little bit with some of these new elements that they had brought in but it still feels kind of forgettable to me in a lot of ways um like there just weren't a ton of like memorable moments or characters or like i don't know yeah it just doesn't seem super memorable um so that being said i haven't ranked at number three i think it's kind of you know middle of the road uh in a lot of ways and yeah yeah like like you said it definitely they hadn't quite figured it out yet but i think that they were starting to realize with the backlash from 41 that they needed to make some changes I think anyone who's super familiar with the editing of the show will can watch 41 42 back to back and uh, and with the knowledge of they film these back to back therefore all the same decisions were made because we saw see all the same twists and everything 
how mm-hmm. how weird it is how the edit went from being very brazen and bold about the stuff they were pushing in 41 uh i don't i can't say political but you know they like very much had a purpose behind a lot of what they're doing in 41 to look progressive and then 42 all of a sudden all that's magically disappeared it's all gone but you know they were you know it was still happening and mm-hmm. they couldn't avoid it with the one tribal council where tory went out uh because they didn't want to vote off another person of color at the merge or to go on the jury after they saw i believe it's roxroy and i'm tripping on the other person that was already on the jury at that point but anyway so it's like there's a lot of stuff that was already happening i feel like it, i agree with you rebecca it's kind of forgettable I do like the winner, Marianne. I think she was great. I think oh, it was very yeah. fun. Oh, yeah, super likable. Yes, yep. Marianne's a great winner. I feel like Erica was kind of forgettable in 41 because they didn't mm-hmm. focus on her at all. But Marianne, it's like they did. It's like they they just reversed course. They're like, all right, we're going to make her very visible. It's going to be impossible not to know who Marianne is. So, Mary, what do you think about 42? Um, It's still very low for me as well. It's, it's number four. I honestly, like, Marianne's okay. She was kind of annoying to me. There was times I liked her. Like... <laughs> I like her as a person, but she's just too much energy for me personally. So mm. I just didn't really care, I guess, as much. And also, she did almost nothing until the very end How with that one you. idol. And she didn't even use the idol. That was like her whole reason she, she won was because she didn't have to use an idol. So <laughs> I, that was again, a big move. <laughs> yeah, just like not very memorable to me. It's still part of the whole new. They still had all the new twists and all the new, you know, weird stuff happening. So Mm -hmm. I think I I rate it higher than 42 because like you said, it was the edit was better. And I really liked some of the cast like Jonathan, Marianne. I mean, Marianne at times, Tori, Mike. I liked Mike, you know, like the cast I think was better or I enjoyed more. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it's still it still had all of the all of the crap from I'll the never first forget one, so. how Roxroy went to exile to do the stupid hourglass twist and he went on about how much he hates his life at home like I don't know why that just sticks in my brain because it was so out of place <laughs> and funny I don't know anything else about Roxroy I just remember how much he I think he like was he's talking about his wife or something he was that? nagging about his wife yeah. yeah he's like his wife annoyed mm, him yep. I was like dang Roxroy <laughs> coming out hot on exile <laughs> so just one of those moments where it's like okay I see I, I remember this the only thing I remember about 41 is how just like every week I was like disappointed and I'm like, what is going on mm. around here? Why? Why? So uh, with 42, I have it ranked number four. Mary, you have it ranked where? Four. And Rebecca has a three. Well, yes. well, I do. I would yep. easily watch 42 any day over 41, though. That yeah. gap between four yeah. and five is pretty big for me. All right. Uh, next up is 43, which I think us three are a little divided on. So I'll start off. Mm. 43 for me is a series of really high highs and really low lows. The Ellie versus Gabler story was so funny. Ellie's like, I'm going to do fake idol making day and trick Gabler. And Gabler's like, yeah, I already know that she's trying to do this to me because Sammy, who's only 19 years old, has told me that she's doing this. <laughs> and then we got low lows where it's just like episodes where like it just felt like in the post merge, nothing's happening really until we get to like Jesse doing like massive moves. at like the, I think it was like final seven or final six. He burns Cody. He like gets Dwight's idol from him. And we didn't know it was like, whoa, like Jesse's like out here playing a baller game. It's unfortunate Jesse didn't win because I feel like it would help your ranking, Rebecca, of 43. Because Rebecca <laughs> yes. is not as high as I am. Yeah. Yeah, what do you, what it do you definitely, think of 43? definitely would have helped my ranking if the winner had been different for 43. Because, yeah, I think that 43 was, like, in terms of the, the show itself, like, there was a lot of... Um, 
memorable or just more fun. It was, like like you're saying, there was more fun gameplay. There were fun bits with you know <laughs> the whole Sammy being only 19. Like that's just such a funny running joke for me. Um, and yeah, I, I think no there idea. was a. A lot of like, is he still 19? Do we know? Has anyone checked well, on him recently? If you want to be technical, he's actually going to turn the age he told everyone he was on the show. Next oh. time he has his birthday, he's turning 22. But wow. in my mind, he'll always be only 19 years old. Even when yeah, he forever. gets retirement age <laughs> and starts collecting Social Security, he'll only be 19 years old to me. Yep. The, they're going to decline him and be like, no, yeah. sorry, you're only 19. <laughs> yeah. A birth certificate says 19 years old. What? <laughs> Anyways, go ahead. Uh, that's so funny. But yeah, so I think that the main thing for me is I was just so like, I don't know, disappointed in the, the winner for this season. And not because like I personally hate Gabler, but just because like, I don't know, I, I just <laughs> didn't think his game was the most enjoyable or interesting. And like, I was just so shocked that he ended up winning so yeah i have it ranked at number four um which may be controversial i don't know but to me i'm like i just don't even really want to rewatch that season knowing how it ends you know Um, this is the season the fan base i think in the new era is most divided on from what i see from general discourse so no you're not there's definitely an avid group people are like 43 is horrible and then there's people like mary and i who have it ranked pretty high (laughs) mary tell everyone what you think about 43 so <laughs> I have this rank number one and the reason is because it was so unpredictable. Well, and also mm-hmm. I just loved Jesse. Like, yeah, I loved Jesse. Yeah. I loved Carla. I loved Cody. I loved Cody I mean, even Owen. Like I couldn't help but root for Owen. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, I think so many things like you're saying, you know, the ups and downs of the season, it wasn't predictable. I didn't know for sure every week who is going to go home. I mean, there's times Mm. that it was, you know, there's always times that's kind of predictable. But, and again, for sure, like Gabriel winning, even though I was, I had been rooting for Owen. I wanted Owen to win. I just like, I still remember that finale. And there's not a lot of Survivor seasons that I just distinctly remember uh, the finale of, you know, even if it's a good season. So I just liked it because it was so memorable and so fun Mm. and just so so unpredictable like i guess i appreciate things that aren't as cut and dry (laughs) and like okay this is gonna happen abc like some people appreciate that and that's great because you feel like fulfilled because you could plan it out and see that we see the plan come to fruition or see your prediction come to fruition you know and that is fun i just me personally i like to be surprised so i it was so surprising and shocking that i just and i like gabler as a person too yeah he is not the best he is not the best survivor player by any means he's brought not the best survivor winner by any means but in this new season it was just it was so surprising and so fun i just enjoyed it i would totally rewatch it for the cast alone yeah. basically and for just how fun it was i think 43 also has the benefit of seeing what all that didn't work in 41 42 like you guys were saying earlier mm-hmm. i mean sorry you ladies were saying earlier 41 42 <laughs> all the things that didn't work and they mostly adjusted a lot of that yeah. now they kept things i believe did they keep the do or die this season no thankfully yeah. okay so they got yeah. rid of like the do or die that dumb twist they got rid of the hourglass they did keep some of the stuff where like are we still doing it more journeys are we still doing mm-hmm. sob stories but they removed i feel like a lot of like the egregious twist mm-hmm. and toned it down and the twist they included were stuff that made for a better game i mean gable having out lasted only two tribals while a very arbitrary number ended up working out and it making fun gameplay and you know 
I just think there was a lot to go in for the season and I would rewatch it. But Rebecca, it doesn't sound like you value the insane twists as much as Mary and I do. <laughs> yeah. And I'll be honest, just to like add to uh, my answer a little bit. I think for me, a lot of the reason, like, don't get me wrong. I love this, the strategy in Survivor. I love the adventure of it and the challenges and like all of that. But for me, like really the reason that I watch the show is because of the people and because of the, the contestants and getting to see their journeys and how they grow and like just yeah just their personal stories and so I think that's to me why like this season although there were some great players this season Mm -hmm. I think just having the winner be someone that is just not I just didn't see that story from him I think that's also part of why I just don't connect with this season as much but um yeah but I I mean I do agree with like what you guys are saying like it it was a fun season at times for sure I hear what you're saying about why you just like 43 i'm baffled that you have it below 42 considering yeah. 42 is forgettable yeah they're both close to be honest yeah because i think like i don't know i think i just it, it really comes down to the winner because i i like watching marianne win more than i like watching gabler win i think that's really what it comes down to because those two seasons i would honestly say are pretty close in a lot of ways uh but yeah that's i don't know that's why i have 42 ranked higher gabler just posted uh at the time of this recording within the past few days he posted that he finally all one million dollars or however much he got after obama took it uh <laughs> <laughs> took his cut it's just yeah his cut whatever gabler had left or whatever he's allowed to yes. give away He's given it all away. He's given it all away to the charities and he posts what charities he gave it to. So nice. that was really cool of them. Him. And that, I think it's another little thing. I know some people are annoyed by that, though. They're like, oh, he won the money and he gave it away. Like, he didn't need it. But yeah. I mean, if we just want to vote based on need, just everyone fill out a tax return and we'll figure out who is the most poor. And then we'll just give them the million. So, all right, let's move on to Survivor 44. By the way, uh, I think some important notes for us three. Mary and I didn't really seriously podcast to 41. 43 is when mm-hmm. Rebecca joined the team. Mm, so yeah. it's funny that Rebecca is one of her least favorite seasons is when she joined. Maybe just bad <laughs> memories of us starting together. It's only improved, yeah. hopefully. So 44 <laughs> is our next season. We just, it feels just like yesterday, we were complaining about the Matt chat because this is when we all figured it out. Mm. I mean, it had been there the whole time, but holy crap, could they make it any more obvious? So 44, oh, sorry, 43 for me is ranked number two. 44 for me is ranked number three. And the reason I think 44 is below 43, despite having memorable characters, as Mary said earlier, it's like I do value the unpredictableness. And this season for me was utterly predictable after the mm. I think the the premiere was so strong and it just never, ever like got as strong as that premiere for me for the rest of the season. Uh, what do you think, Mary? I agree. I mean, I, I really did like the cast again. Like I just I love Jam Jam and Carolyn. They're so fun. I love the Franny and Matt love story. Yes. I love Carson. I mean, even Sir Kane, like even the side characters, I felt Sir like Kane. <laughs> were, yeah. I mean, I can't say his name without saying Sir Kane. Yeah. Um, like, I just, I liked the cast a lot in this season. Now, it was a bit predictable. Um, Did you know Claire didn't commit in any immunity challenges the whole season? <laughs> yes. She just sat out of them all. Yes. All right. Couldn't, um, couldn't pass that up. Jam Jam isn't one of my favorite winners because I feel like his his was completely based on his social game and the alliance like he was ignored because they, they didn't perceive him as a threat and then he had a really good final travel so like as far as he made friends he made friends 
and mm. and it's a strategy and it works it's not necessarily interesting or exciting to watch so that's why it's number three for me like i would rewatch it i think it's fun i think it's good i love the cast but it wasn't necessarily exciting you know i guess that that's why i have it where no I, yeah it's very it's when rebecca said 42 is forgettable 44 <laughs> is not forgettable but large chunks of it to me are like i remember people mm. which i know rebecca's why you're gonna have the season right tire it's the people mm-hmm. that i remember it's not mm-hmm. any really the events of the season i remember i remember matthew or mgm has arm oh yeah get injured because he fell off a rock that he was climbing of his own accord and that's about the only thing yep. i like really remember event wise in the season so rebecca tell us what you think about 44 yeah so i'm pretty high on 44 it is number two for me um i think yeah a lot of like what you guys have mentioned like the the whole thing about Claire sitting out of challenges was so funny to me. Uh, the match and they changed the was, rules this season because of it. <laughs> yes, yes. I mean that's a game changer right there. And Carson, I mean, Carson three D printed puzzles and they changed yep. the rules because of him. Yes, and that was so fun to watch. And I loved seeing. Uh, I mean Carson and Carolyn and Jam Jam were such a fun trio. I think the yeah. three of them together. Because I agree with what you're saying, Mary. That Jam Jam is kind of. Uh, I don't know if like forgettable, but like played a relatively boring game but i think the three of them together were were just like such a fun power trio um that i really enjoyed watching that and then yeah we had the sir kane thing matt and franny i don't know yeah there was just a lot of like fun fun characters this season um so i i really enjoyed watching it i would totally rewatch it um so yeah it's number two for me for me it's number uh three but i agree i think for me, 41, 42 are almost like in one bag together. Like 42 is better mm-hmm. than 41, but like I could I could live without ever having to rewatch them. I know eventually I'm <laughs> going to have to to make videos or whatever, but like it would be OK as a fan. Like, that's OK. But like I'd sooner rewatch 44 and 43 for sure than 41, 42. No question asked. Uh, I do. I think Jam Jam is very memorable as a winner. I just don't think he had any. We don't still have any moves in our brain. Like even Mary, uh, Mary joked about Marianne earlier. Like her big move was not playing an idol. It's like, mm-hmm. but you know, what? I remember it as ridiculous as it was. It did blow away the jury. I mean, that's what your goal mm-hmm. is, right? She blew away the jury. You know, Gabler blew away the jury by uh, going underwater. You know, <laughs> <laughs> he went underwater to Al Gabler, and the jury's like, "Oh, that's actually a really good strategy." Like, okay, I guess. And then Jam Jam made everyone laugh constantly. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. he just made the jury laugh and they he made them feel good about voting for him. And it's just stuff like that. You just I mean, that's like. Like, even though on paper, it doesn't make sense why the jury's blown away by Marion not playing an idol, Gabler going underwater and Jam Jam just making them laugh. Like on paper, it's like, OK, but like what moves did you make? Those are the moves. They made mm-hmm. the jury love them. And this season, we might be running the same situation. Sorry. Uh, let's move on to 45. 45, like, I think we are all assuming D's going to win. And I did rank according to thinking D's going to win. If Katura wins, mm-hmm. it could knock this down a spot. Same with, like, Julie winning. I'd be like, what? it go down a spot. But for me, 45 is number one. And that's under the assumption that D wins. Or even if uh, Austin won. I mean, it'd be like, okay. I mean, I see it. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know. I just think there's a couple scenarios would be like, if Julie won, I'd be like, what? If Jake won, I would still be a little surprised. I'm not sure. He's been set, set up as such a main character, though. So anyways, 45 for me is number one. I feel like the 90 minutes did wonders for what probably would have been an average season to make this season much more memorable because we had so much more time, so many little moments they left in the show that they could because they had the time. Uh, 
let's start with Rebecca. Rebecca, what do you think about 45? Yeah, yeah. So I agree with everything you said. Uh, 45 is number one for me. Um, I think that the 90-minute the episodes help so much because, yeah, there's, there's so many people this season, like, uh, that... I've just enjoyed watching them play so much. Even Emily, who is not going to win. Like, I think that her arc Which this season... Well, I mean, I get... I'd, there could be a twist. I don't know. There could be a Maybe. twist. <laughs> Remove yourself from <laughs> we'll the game see. and pick somebody else to, to take over. I don't know. It'll be bad. <laughs> pick so, the three of you now have to vote for a winner. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, but I... I enjoyed Emily's game this season so much. Um, even like Kelly and Caleb, I enjoyed their games this season. And so, yeah, I think at least the right now, the quits are memorable. Like, yeah, the, the quits are memorable. <laughs> um, yeah, and <laughs> I don't know. E- even yeah, I think regardless of who wins, I don't know. I guess maybe if Katura wins, I might reevaluate. But. Uh, Otherwise, I don't know. Yeah, it's just been a really great season. It's been so much fun to watch. And I feel like also with the 90-minute episodes, there's so much more to, like, if I were to go back and rewatch, there'd be so much more to be like, oh, yeah, remember this, remember oh, that, yeah, you know? Yeah. Um, there's just a lot more to unpack. So, yeah, I love the season so far. Austin Winnie might knock it down, too, because, like, I can't quantify his game as well. It's like, mm. why should Austin win? Whereas, like, Jake and... D has such main character as you said before Rebecca in past podcast main mm-hmm. character vibes because they are main yeah. characters and it's mm-hmm. like if out of them win number one like I don't care however Jake pulls off number one D pulls it off number one Boston Julie Katura it's all like oh this might not knock it down a spot mm-hmm. I don't know for sure I can't say that right now I have to see how the finale goes but Mary yeah. what do you think about 45 in terms of your ranking so 45 is number two for me. What? If D Oh, yeah, duh, you ranked 43 higher. Um, yeah, 43 was my number one. I It's been mm. good. And I do agree with everything you guys are saying. Like, I love the Emily storyline. I love Caleb, Kelly. Great casting. Um, and it's not like, I don't know. I, I do love the 90-minute episodes. As you're saying, it gives us a lot more information about the players. So that's been fun. Again, for me, it just came down to the predictability, I guess, of it. And if D wins, it's going to be a predictable ending. And I don't mm. necessarily enjoy re- re-watching predictable stuff. And that's kind of what I base my rankings on is do I want to rewatch this or not? So that's the only reason. Like, if Jake wins, I think it would jump up to number one for me. But because... Mary's very in, much in love with Jake. I, I'm just like... I'm really high on Jake. But anyways. I, I know. So if... But if we're going the way we're going and D wins, it's a good it's a good season and I definitely would rewatch it at some point. Um, it's just been a little bit I can't even say it's been slow. It's just been like, yeah, that's D's gonna win. And that's Well, with these last couple episodes that we've watched, it's gone from like the first like ten or eleven episodes was like amazing and the last couple episodes like, Oh, okay, D has to win now, yeah. right? So I think that's what you're saying. Yeah, and so this is strictly based off of my very fresh we were we're in the middle of watching this you know mm-hmm. we might get a month or two out and it'd be like dang that was such a great season i mm-hmm. i can't wait to rewatch it so you know <laughs> this is all very situational but that's my feelings at this point if d were to vote out austin and then at final three be like austin you're voting for me because i love you would that change your mind <laughs> i don't know <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's our ranks for the new era. I'm sure we said a lot of things people disagree with, and I'm sure everyone will be very respectful in the comments. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to your all's questions. We're also going to talk about, I didn't mention this earlier, but we should talk, mention here. 
Uh, we're going to talk about the Trader Season 2 trailer that dropped mm -hmm. uh, today. But first, let's do questions because I did ask for some questions. Uh, Rebecca, we'll go with you first. Call yeah. Me Sky asks, what would happen if the three lawyers were all in the final three? They have to give compelling arguments, right? Would people be blown away when... Will people be blown away when Katura tells them she's a lawyer? Mm, yeah, that is an interesting question. Um, you know, I'm going to be honest. Like, for me, if someone... If, if I'm on the jury, right, and someone pulls that out and they say, like, this whole time I've been lying to you about my job, I would, <laughs> personally, I would be kind of like, okay, yeah. <laughs> like, cool, you know, uh, good for you, I guess. Um, so, I, I like don't know. Sammy I don't said see... he was 19. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's one of those things It's like, yes, I guess it shows, in a sense, that you can be deceptive or that you can keep a secret, but... I don't know. I'd, I just don't see that being that impressive in the game of Survivor at this point. Um, so, yeah, I I don't know. I don't think people would be too shocked or impressed by that. With three lawyers, do you think they would be like going, objection, and then Jeff, can you bring out the evidence? You know, stuff like that. Like, I want like an intense final tribal for y'all lawyers. Yeah, they're like, uh, play the clip, actually. You can see yes. me getting caught looking for an idol. Instant twice. Yep, uh-huh. See, as you can see here, I was out looking for the idol. Thank you very much. In my underwear. In my underwear. I found it in the cap, which, by the way, is an interesting place to hide that idol. All right, Mary, yeah. next question is from Mystical Comments. Do you think Austin wins if it's a Jake Katura Austin final three? Uh, I think he has a good chance. Again, personally, I I am hoping Jake wins and I could definitely see Jake um, being more charismatic at Final Tribal and winning the jury over and Austin being just like too chill Mary's a little at biased. this point. Um, <laughs> but I do think that a lot of people will may vote for Austin because he is technically the better player. So yes, Austin, better player. Jake, better social. I don't know. So... It depends on what the jury respects. Yeah. All right, Rebecca. Next question. Five RG asks: Do you think D will also have to make fire? Like, mm. or do you think D is on track to make fire, or will people just bring her to final three? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I I honestly think that D doesn't need to make fire at this point. I mean, it obviously all comes down to you know the the final immunity challenge and like who's making that decision. Because I think if D wins that immunity. Like, does she put herself in the position to make fire? I don't, I don't, no. I don't think she does. I don't think she needs to. Um, if someone else wins, I think you almost have to put D in that position. Like, I don't see anyone who benefits by not putting D in the position to make fire. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think it depends. It, yeah, it just depends. I think if D doesn't win, I think that she will make fire. Um and yeah, that, I mean, that could be exciting. And I mean, who knows, like if she does go out making fire, like that would be, um, yeah, that would be good for, for someone else's game for sure. Um, Five so RG I, also asked Rebecca, know. this is another one yeah. for you and Mary, I'll let you answer as well. So I want to hear what you think. Do you think there's anyone on this cast who will get asked back for a show like The Traders, Big Brother, The Challenge mm. or uh, Amazing Race? I don't know. Amazing Race is a little... That doesn't one doesn't they don't always do that, but mm. anyone from this cast, Rebecca, you think, man, they gotta get this person on another show. Yeah. That's a great question. I think um Emily, I think would be great on those types of shows. I think uh 
D would be amazing. I mean, I don't know if she ends up winning this. I I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I don't know how that works. Yeah, DM, yeah, yeah. But I think I think D. <laughs> I mean, D has been so good at like manipulating people and just like lying to people and you know crying and like acting upset and like all these things that I would love to watch her on one of those types of shows. Like, yeah, <laughs> that would be very entertaining. Put D on the Trader season three. Oh man, hey, I would love Erica that. Erica from Forty One was on the Traders Canada, and she was eliminated Ooh. first. So, oh, before or <laughs> well, after she played? This is after Survivor. she won Survivor. Oh, yeah, makes sense. Yeah, wow. So they eliminated her first because of that, I think. Uh, Mary, who yeah. do you think? And I here it comes. It starts with the J and ends with an ache. Actually, I was going to say Austin <laughs> is the perfect candidate what? for Big Brother. I was waiting for Jake. Oh, wow. I think Jake would be fun, but like. If you're talking about other shows, and yeah. I guess Big Brother is usually the one people think of most. But Austin's no survivors like, have been on there except for Suri. No so survivor has ever been on only, Big Brother? Yes, nobody's gone Suri? from Survivor to Big Brother, because oh. first off, it's like a downgrade. Hmm. Uh, but gone to <laughs> Big Brother besides Suri. Well, I'm just saying Austin's like the typical Big Brother contestant, mm-hmm. in my oh. opinion. Oh, well, maybe if he was still single, but after this, I feel like he's gonna pre- he's gonna present her a toe ring. <laughs> he's so. already got a showman's going. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next question, Mr. J asks. I think if D and Austin make it to final three, Austin will just hand D the win. Yeah. What do you think, Mary? Mm. I I mean yes. I I already think that Austin at final tribal isn't gonna do well. Again, like I mentioned, because of his personality, he's not gonna be aggressive enough as far as well. I did this, and you should respect my game because of this. You know. And especially if he's sitting next to D, he's just going to be like, oh, yeah, D's She's so, so awesome. She, she did this and this and, and I did this. But, you know, we hold hands it's all good. You know, I don't know. <laughs> he's just so chill. Like, I love him. But he's he's he is not going to be uh, willing to fight for it, especially if he's sitting next to D, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Rebecca, please correct her. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, I actually agree. And I think that also... Yeah, that that is interesting because we were talking earlier about, you know, whoever wins the final immunity challenge. And I think if anyone else wins, they need to put D in the fire making. But if Austin wins, he might not do that because no. I, I do agree with you. I think he's he's more of an emotional player in the sense of like, I think he cares about D so much that it's almost like bigger than the game for him. Mm-hmm. Um and because I mean, him. we've seen that with him, yeah, and out. like that's totally respectable. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, works out, though. <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's respectable in the sense that like I don't know, he might not win, but it is like maybe if he gets the girl in the end, it's worth it, you know? Yeah, I don't know. We'll if see. she wins the million yeah. and they get married, he won the million. There you that's go. The Boston Rob so. strategy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next question is from Snapple Facts. How do you rate the strategy of the season overall, Rebecca? Mm. On a scale of one to oh, five, wow. five being amazing. Mm. Yeah, that's a good question. Because um, I think that there's a few standouts of people who have had really amazing strategy this season. And then there's like a lot of people who have had really poor strategy. Um, I mean, even just thinking back to like Sifu and Jay Maya and like those types of people, like oh, yeah. just yeah there's been a lot of bad strategy this season too um what was the exact question were they asking for a, a ranking how or do they you just, rate just in general they want a number how do you rate the strategy of the season what's for the whole what's season? my scale here is it five one is five? amazing one is trash okay i would say probably like a four 
like I think it's been really good overall and I think we focused a lot on like the good strategy so that's been fun to watch but there's also been just some moments of like wow th- that was very poor strategy <laughs> yeah it's definitely been all over the place Mary how would you rate it I, I- this is my problem with Survivor. I forget things very easily. So mm. I don't, like, I can't pick out, besides some of the moves that Emily made, sure, some of the moves Austin, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a mid of the road. I'll, I'll say a three. We'll just go right in the middle. That's close <laughs> to the middle. Mary's the kind of person, we'll, we'll, we will watch a season, and a month later, I will make a joke about the season that we watched, and she'll be like, what? And I'll be like, I'm, remember <laughs> when we watched? Yes. And, and yeah. she's like, I'm more like uh, Rebecca I think as far as I remember like people and their relationships so if the strategy yep. affects that I will remember it but if it's just like I don't know I, yeah also I don't yeah. know I'm memory, right there so. with you like I will forget like oh who has who had an idol and like who did right. this like I, yeah yeah I'm right there with you rapid fire question and rapid fire I mean I oh. only have one question Mary what yes. did Sierra do that you remember oh my goodness I can't forget that what did she do? I don't even remember. I forgot. You have to remind me. She had really good hair. Oh, was okay. Was that what it was, Rebecca? It wasn't that she voted off her yeah. own birth mother? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last question. Giovanni, not Giovanni, Giovanni. What are the chances that Jake uses his idol to make a resume worthy move? What are the chances, uh, Mary? 60%. I don't know. I don't know. Mm. What do you think, Rebecca? Yeah, I'm going to go lower. Honestly, I want to say like 30% because I think that in order to make a resume worthy move with an idol, you have to be getting good information from people. And Mm -hmm. I don't think D, Julie or Austin is talking to Jake right now. So, I mean, he has Katura, but like, I I just don't know how he, I mean, unless it's just like kind of a shot in the dark type (laughs) thing where he's like, he just, you know, plays his idol and it just happens to work out. Um, but yeah, I'm going to say pretty low, like 30%. Yeah, I think the odds are low, but they're still there. And therefore, there's a chance he could idle at D. That's basically the only resume worthy mm-hmm. move in my mind. Though, yeah. I don't know if he idles out Julie. Apparently, some of the jury events, oh, Mama Julie, oh, she's a big threat. Mm-hmm. So I don't yeah. know. Maybe I Julie, mean, but really D. Really D needs to go. Because I think he could also, like, if he wins. If he wins immunity, that's the thing. Like, I think he could idle someone out and then, but then he also needs to like beat someone in fire. Like if he won final immunity and then gave it up to like beat someone in fire, like, okay, now we're talking. But like, yeah, so I don't know in terms of like just using the idol to like win the game. Yeah, that's going to be tough. Oh yeah, he needs more than that. But yeah. Yeah. All right. So that's it for questions. Let's move on to our final part of this special podcast with the Triforce of Power, as Mary called us yesterday. I forgot to bring that <laughs> That's up That's a good earlier. name. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Nice. Mary's been playing a lot of Zelda lately. I have. Ah, uh, nice. Let's talk about the Trader Season 2. I know Mary and I watched the Trader Season 1, and I made a video all about Suri and Stephanie from Survivor being on it. Rebecca, mm-hmm. I know, I think you watched my video, but did you watch the actual season? I have not watched the actual season. I just watched your video. So I I feel like I know all about it. No, I skipped over a lot of stuff. So this next season, they're going from having, which will premiere January 12th. They just dropped the trailer today, mm-hmm. the day we're recording this. Uh, check it out on YouTube. I'm sure it's on other places, but check it out on YouTube. They're bringing back Parvati and Sandra from Survivor, which are huge names. I mean, Suri was pretty yeah. big, 
But Parvati and Sandra, I mean, they're going for the heavy hitters. They also have some oh, yeah. heavy hitters from Big Brother as well. Dan Geesling is the one I know of. Janelle, Mary, and I have seen on other shows. Um, I've never seen her on Big Brother outside of an all-star season where she didn't do very well. But anyways, they got some big names. I'm sure other the other shows, I don't know anything about them. My Though a friend of ours, Mary, who uh, watches Survivor as well, told us that she watched The Bachelor and she hopes that person does not win. Mm, okay. I mean, his name is Pete. I don't quote me on that one. <laughs> I'll check the yeah, facts. I don't know anyways, any of the others. Some of the stuff I think that people need to know who have never watched Traders is number one, go watch season one. Yes. I did mm-hmm. make a video about it. If you cannot watch it on Peacock, I understand some countries may not have Peacock, uh, but if you can watch it, it's really good. The Traders, basically, there's, I think it's three. I don't know if it's the same every season, but they designate three out of like 20 people to be the Traders. And these people, every single like round, kill somebody. And then everyone tries to figure out, okay, who are the three people or two people or how many people killing us? And then they do mm-hmm. challenges. And this season, they're making the challenges actually mean something because last season they literally meant nothing. This season, <laughs> there will be immunity idols, we'll call them. It's a, I think it's an immunity mm, shield, shield or something like that. They're actually going to add mm-hmm. stuff. So if somebody tries to, the trade shot kill you, it gets blocked. You can actually save yourself, which is new to the show. So I'm curious if they'll be like, Oh, there was an attempt on your life last night, or if they'll oh. even, or if they'll say there was an attempt on a life. Like, will you know that you were the target? I huh. don't know, because there were shields before, and it never happened. But it never really like worked out, or they never yeah. targeted the person mm. that had the shield because they knew they. And had we the don't shield. get too spoiler on season yeah. one, but yes, the me shield in season one was a bust. It was completely like random. It, it was like okay. Well, also the killer got it a couple of times, so you know. I just said not spoil Sorry. Mary. Yeah. Golly. All right. Sorry. <laughs> I love you, but holy cow. I just said I don't spoil. All right. Thanks. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. So anyways, uh, yeah, the Mutual Shield in season one was kind of a, a bust, but they're changing it here in season two. I want to know more so specifically, do you, let's start with you, Mary. Do you think Sandra or Parvati will be picked as a traitor? I think that Parvati should be and Sandra shouldn't be. But I, I, I think if they're picked, they'll do a good job. I think Parvati will be better because she can come across across more as like the sweet, innocent. Oh, I have nothing. Flirty. To do. Yeah, whatever. I wish I know she's gotten older and a lot of that has not, you know, that's not necessarily her anymore. But I can just see her playing it off better than Sandra. I mean, Sandra is amazing and she can totally be like, I might be the traitor. I might not be. What are you going to do about it? You know, like that would be her approach. So I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm expecting that one of them will be though. Oh, I forgot to mention that they're doing the first three episodes, January 12th. And then every week after that, it's one episode a week. Cause last season they just dumped them all at once, which was hmm. kind of a shame. Cause it was hard to avoid spoilers when people binge all 10 episodes at once. But Rebecca who, Oh, and we might podcast about it. Maybe oh, we're considering nice. it. We're yeah. considering podcasting about the traders. We'll see how it goes. Uh, but Rebecca, who do you think Sandra or Parvati are going to be picked as a trader? And if so, who would be better yeah. at it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so I think it's going to be challenging if either of them are chosen because obviously they're going to come into it with kind of, you know, a reputation, which I assume is true of everyone else. I, I'm not super familiar with uh, the rest of the cast, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, I agree with what Mary was saying. I think Parvati would do a great job because I think that she, at least from what we've seen of her on Survivor, she's so good at coming into a season with like 
having that reputation but still like disarming people and Mm -hmm. you know just being very sweet and personable and like I don't know I think she's just a very likable person and uh she's very good at like I don't know yeah getting getting what she wants and and um can I don't know yeah just like befriending people and stuff so yeah I I think it would be fun honestly I would love to see both of them be picked um I don't know that that would necessarily be like good for the game but I think it would be entertaining (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah because I think that they're both going to come in with it being like there's going to be a lot of scrutiny on both of them I guess Mm -hmm. um I agree with both of you Sandra would be better as a faithful because all the success Sandra's had on Survivor has been when she is not in power. Mary yeah. and I talked about this a few weeks ago. Maybe it was you and I, Rebecca. I, I forget. But on a podcast we did this season, we talked about who succeeds when they're in power and who succeeds when their back is to the wall. Sandra, when her back is to the wall, succeeds. Yeah. Parvati mm-hmm. yeah. succeeds when she's in power. So, yes, mm-hmm. if you're a traitor, you're in power. And so Parvati would yeah. be better as a traitor than as a, as a faithful Whereas Sandra would be mm-hmm. better. Sandra it would be so much more fun to calling people out like, no, you no, it's you. Yeah. I knew it was you. <laughs> Go in the ocean and wash your butt. You know, that's Sandra. <laughs> yes. Sandra would be better as a faithful. Party better as a, as a traitor. I'm a little worried, though. Sandra's target's got to be massive. She's the only yeah. two-time winner of mm-hmm. a show, I assume. I don't know everyone else you guys said. I know the Big Brother players. I know none of them are two-time winners. So she's the only two-time winner of a show. And she's also an Australian survivor. When she went there, she was a big target too. And it's kind of like almost unavoidable for her at this point. Mm-hmm. Whereas yeah. Parvati, when she, she, Parvati has done nothing successful. I mean, I guess it's since Sandra was successful, I guess, and here's versus villains. But Parvati came in Winners at War. She got knocked out pretty quick. And I felt like she was hampered on Winners at War because she was married to, at the time, John Fincher from Survivor Samoa. But they mm-hmm. have since gotten divorced and I don't know all the details, but long story short, it sounds like he wasn't a very good husband. Let's just leave it at that. It might mm-hmm. it was not good. So they're not married anymore. So I feel like she was a little bit hampered in terms of her ability to flirt on Winners of War, which is one of her <laughs> things that she does a lot. Yeah. She's now single again, as far as I know. I don't think she's dating or married or whatever. But that is a tool she uses is her natural charm, mm-hmm. flirtatious energy, though she is gotta be in her forties now, I wanna say. That doesn't matter. Well Yeah. I mean, we got all these, no, are pe- I, sorry. all these other people are celebrities. They're not just normal yes. people anymore. Mm-hmm. People aren't going to necessarily be starstruck by yeah. And I do agree with yeah. you. I mean, she's 40 now. She's a mom. She's like, people change as they get older. Yes. But part of mm-hmm. that is still just like her personality. I'm going to look this up now that I said her age. I'm just saying that it's not the same <laughs> kind of group of people that she was able to get away with this. You know, where it was just like, she was much younger. Hey, she's, she's. She's 41. So when she was doing all her flirtation wow. and getting, she was in her 20s. Yeah. You know, the prime. Yeah. Although I do have to say, if I could just interject, I that's I, that makes sense to me, but that is very surprising. Like just watching the trailer, I did not think she was that old. Like, I don't know. Yeah, she's, she's aged gracefully. gracefully, shall we yeah. say. For sure. Did yes. you know Sandra had braces? I when saw something young? about no, that. No, no. Oh, in like the trailer now? for the traders. Like recently. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Look, look. You'll watch a trailer again. You'll see Sandra has braces. It's wild. Oh, interesting. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, I don't think Sandra's flirting. No, Sandra would ever do that. She's also married. <laughs> the braces get in the way is all I'm saying of the charm. Yeah. You know, it's a little like I can't stop staring at them. Anyways. Uh, so I agree. I think we're all on the same page about I think Parvati would be the better trader. 
but we'll see because I think Sandra with her back to the wall is a more fun person on the show. Yeah. And we just don't know. We'll find out the first episode. I guess some of the cha- other changes they're making are they're actually going to reveal to us why the traders pick is last season. It just they picked the three and that was it. And we're like, OK, we'll roll mm, with it. Yeah. But this season, they're actually going to show this is what they said they're going to do. They're going to show. I don't know if it's interviews or however, but they're going to basically explain to us, the audience, why some people are being picked as traders. Some people picked as faithful. Hmm. And it could be it's they're actually asking each player, what do you want to be? So as long as interesting. And that's the thing. Even if players talk to each other and they're being honest with each other, you don't know that. You don't know. Oh, I told them I want to be a faithful, you know, like, okay. And I, how do I know I can believe you? Right. Because that's what a trader would say. That's what makes the game. I, this game is so good. I really like the first season. It was good. Yeah. Yeah. Rebecca, yeah. if you get a I'm chance, excited you, to, even though no, you know it, you should watch it. Yeah. Yeah, I'll definitely watch season one. And yeah, I'm excited to see season two because it sounds like, you know, they're kind of doing similar to what Survivor was doing or anytime a new show is happening where like the first season, even though it's good, it's like you got to kind of find mm-hmm. your footing and like mm-hmm. figure out what works for you and stuff. So yeah, I'm, I'm very hyped for season two. When we did our podcast, we did a podcast for the whole season. I rated mm-hmm. it a nine out of ten. I said only one small twist, like got in the way for it in my opinion. Well, it was a big twist, but one twist got in the way of it being a ten out of ten. I'm like, this is such a good show, and the fact yeah. that they're going to improve it and yeah. do, and fix the little things I thought were getting in the way of it being perfect. Like, holy crap, we could have a ten out of ten show. We'll see though, because it's all celebrities, and last time it was half yeah. and half, and I don't know if that mm. will. Because I kind of liked half newbies. Like, I think it made more fun. Mm-hmm. Also, when there's half newbies, the experienced people can dunk on them and that's always fun to watch <laughs> i mean let's be yes. fair that's why that's why fans versus favorites is such a good season because the experienced mm-hmm. players are dunking on the newbies so yeah well i think that's all we have for 45 is wow. you guys have anything else i mean though it's all we have for winter analysis to, right at this yeah point. we're gonna talk about the yeah. finale next week we're not done <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's it no more episodes no one else well, can watch the finale <laughs> rebecca will be back with us in 46 yes indeed. Uh, which i believe premieres february 28th and yeah. mary and i will be doing some off-season podcasts that we said we might do the traders i know for a fact we just did nicaragua that's on patreon we're gonna do redemption island next and watch the steamroll hmm. of boston rob Oh boy, I can't wait. I know Rebecca likes that season. I like that I season. do like oh, that good. season. Oh, I like good. that season a lot. Yeah. Okay, good. I'm glad Mary can enjoy it as we watch it. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyways, we well, thank you all for listening and we'll see you all next time. Bye. Bye.